Before we hop into this episode, here are a few ways to stay connected with the Moravian community offered by the Office of Alumni and Family Engagement. Moravian's 8th Annual Day of Giving will take place on Thursday, March 23rd, and will end on Friday, March 24th. The campaign kicks off at 8 a.m. and will go for 1,742 minutes. Join us in lighting the way for our students, their future, and the next generation. To give, visit moravian.edu backslash dayofgiving. The OGO 100th celebration is on Saturday, March 25th, and it is happening at 6.30 p.m. in Johnston Hall. If you haven't purchased your ticket yet, get at it. Believe it or not, spring is right around the corner. The Alumni Family Easter Egg Hunt will be on Saturday, April 1st at 10.30 a.m. We welcome all alumni and their families to join. To register, please visit the Alumni Events page. With all that out of the way, let's get into this episode. On this episode of Houndcast, Matt Nesto, class of 2016, Owen LeVan Euler, class of 2026, and I have the honor to sit down with Tom Tursich, class of 2011. Tom was the 10th person to ever walk around the world. So the next time you think the walk from North Campus to South Campus is a lot, think of Tom on his journey. We discuss his time at Moravian on the tennis team as an Ogo brother and how he found the Moravian community on his adventures. He's an extraordinary man, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to campus. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. (laughs) All right, Tom. So we're going to go pretty simple with this one. Tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Who is Tom? (laughs) uh, uh, Tom is the 10th person to walk around the world, the first to do so with their dog. My dog, Savannah, is the first dog to walk around the world. Uh, I was a psychology major and a philosophy minor at Moravian. Pretty average student, I would say, (laughs) at best. Uh, Better in in my my major than outside of my major, that's for sure. And New Jersey 8, Eagles fan. Oh, yeah, because you're more South Jersey. Yeah, South Jersey. Yeah, exactly. So in a lot of pain right now. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. right. Recovering. Yeah, recovering. (laughs) Yeah, recovering Eagles fan. And um, yeah, uh, just signed a book deal. So excited to do some writing and uh, some speaking engagements. So yeah, life is good. It's nice to transition into a normal life after walking for seven years everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough walking seven minutes sometimes. I know. Campus isn't very big, but sometimes it's it's tough to get across campus. Big hills here. (laughs) We hear from the students all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you flatten this place out? (laughs) Um, So now that you're back at Moravian, I know you spoke with the president. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your connection to other people that you spent some time with here? Yeah, so I just uh, was dropped off by Bob Brill, who is, uh, he was my, one of my psychology professors, and he happened to be in Dublin the same time I was in Dublin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have like a very special bond in that way. He was a great professor as well. I always liked him uh, as a professor, but um, he was in Dublin, and so we were able to connect kind of outside of uh, university or college, and... uh, 
create some, you know, a little more personal of a bond. And I think we have a very similar worldview and he's very insightful. And I think that's generally the case for most psychology professors. You know, they're pretty human humans. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was great to hang out with him. Uh, Great to catch up with him. Uh, And he just got back from Iceland. So, and I was in Iceland. So we were talking about that and he was able to see the Northern Lights. Uh, So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's really good to see him. I was hoping to see Zaremba as well. She's another one of my favorite professors, Mm -hmm. but she's packed full. Um, and going to see the Ogo boys later. Yeah. It's always good. They're definitely excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, seeing Dr. Bro while on your walk is, I feel like you couldn't, you know, plan that any better, that mm-hmm. you guys were both in Ireland. Were there any other Moravian people that you saw over the seven years in different, either in the States or in some random country or anything? Like, <laughs> did you run into anyone else? Yeah. Um, so my like childhood friend Nina Rizzo came here for a year and then she visited me in Costa Rica. But then, um, even more than that, uh, I had two fraternity brothers that I visited while I was in South America. So Tim Murphy is cross country runner, Ogo, uh, brother. He was teaching abroad in Bogota, Colombia. So I stayed with him and his wife for a month there. Uh, So it was fantastic. And they had a dog and they had this great apartment in like the center in a great neighborhood of Bogota. Uh, So I was able to explore the city with them, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then another fraternity brother, Arturo, uh, is from Lima, Peru. And that's where he's famous from. He moved back there after graduating and so I spent a month with him and his family oh, wow. uh, exploring Peru together, eating ceviche. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, there's there's and there's a couple uh, alumni connections for sure. But definitely the the Ogo, uh, the Ogo alum connection was proved pretty strong. And uh, yeah, got me got me through South America for sure. <laughs> if, if I didn't have Arturo and Lima, it. I mean, I would have just passed through that city. Would have stopped there briefly. But you know, when you know someone in a place. It's a, it's a different experience because they can show you all the local spots and really break a place down for you. So both Bogota and Lima, I got to know pretty well. Yeah. That's awesome. And you got to, uh, you stayed there each for a month. Did you stay anywhere else for a long period of time? Yeah, there was, uh, I had a good amount of stops uh, in Montevideo, Uruguay. I have cousins there. So I stayed wow. with them. And then I have family in Ireland. So I, if You're I doing want a whole family tour, yeah. I, I know, and, and in Croatia, family. <laughs> so oh, there's, cool. yeah, the Tursic side of my family is very good at uh, maintaining the connections. <laughs> the Eubank side is kind of a lost the trail, but the Tursic <laughs> side, the connections are strong. And yeah, in Ireland, I could have walked to the country in like probably a week, mm-hmm. but I spent a month there. I stayed with family and in wow. um, Dundalk for a while, in Dublin, in Galway. And so, uh, yeah, that was great. And then in Croatia, too. In Croatia, that's where my great-grandfather is from, my great-great-grandfather. And so I was able to go and see, like, their houses that's on this weird. little island in Kirk, uh, island of Kirk, and even go to... There's a little village named Turchik. Uh, so you can oh, actually see your like, namesake. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a picture cool. at the sign. And in the center of the island, there's this really small kind of hidden away uh, cemetery. It's a little church cemetery. And like a third of the names on there are Tersic. Uh, so <laughs> oh, it was very, very surreal. Uh, and I, so I spent a month there on Kirk and my family, my immediate family came and visited me there. Uh, and so that was really special. And it was, it was 
Interesting because, you know, you visit a lot of places and every place has a different feel and uh, you see different aspects of each place. But uh, when you have like that personal history, there it was a whole different relationship to the country and um, a whole different depth like I had never kind of felt before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so when you're when you're planning this walk, did you know, you know, I have family here, so I'm going to probably spend X amount of time here or was it was your initial thoughts? start and go and finish as quick as possible? It was at the beginning, I think, just go as quickly as you can because I really, at the beginning, I just wanted to prove to myself and everyone else that I could do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so Central America that first year was just like I was a man on fire. I was 24 <laughs> miles a day every day. Oh, oh my I stayed in a hotel like two weeks that whole year maybe uh, and otherwise it was all camping. And then at a certain point in Peru, I was like, you, know, you should probably slow down a little bit and see <laughs> some of these places. And yeah. I kind of had proven to myself enough that, okay, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And you would made it through you know, some tougher countries. And I always knew I would stay with family in Montevideo because that okay. was going to be the end point of South America. So there's family and, and yeah. there. And, um, and then there were some other places I knew I wanted to hit for a little bit. But it really depended on like, my visas. So mm-hmm. how long can you stay in the country or in, you know, for the EU and the EU. And then it depended on like the weather. I didn't want to be say North Africa in summer. It'd just be too hot. So So try to time it up to be there in winter mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And similar thing for like Central Asia. And so it just depend on the weather and the visas, but uh, okay. sometimes I'd slow down. Sometimes I'd uh, speed up. Relatively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You went at your own pace. That's good. That's, yeah. It's very nice. Uh, so what did you do to fill your time? Did you just have a lot of time to contemplate life? Did you listen to any music or podcasts? I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I, I have a lot of opinions on podcasts as my main form of entertainment for <laughs> years nice. and years. Uh, at this point, I, I've kind of winnowed down my podcast listening to like a very few podcasts. I feel like there's a lot of uh, just fluff out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone hopped on the boat. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone hopped on the boat, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a few podcasts, but that was the main form of entertainment when I'm walking as music and podcasts. I had a speaker. If I was on a quiet road, I would listen to it on a speaker, which is nice, and nice. if I'm on a louder road, you listen to it in the headphones and try and zone things out. Uh, and then at night, I would read uh, maybe, you know, chapter two, depending on how tired I was. Uh, but, yeah, it was podcasts and, and like, Books at night were the primary entertainment. Yeah. yeah, and you had a you had someone with you on the trip. So how was Savannah with uh, everything? <laughs> yeah, Savannah. The interesting thing about Savannah is that you know I got her as a puppy, so okay. she never knew any other life, <laughs> and so she's perfectly adapted to yeah. walking around the world. I mean, even her paws are just like stones. It's incredible. <laughs> There's a one very minor incident when she got this little tiny piece of glass in her paw, but and it would like barely affected. It. it was nothing, and other than that, she never had any issues with her paws. Was just incredible to me because we walked through you know very hot places cold places and it was just like nothing for her and uh and then like personality wise she's just uh she's with her best friend each day she's out smelling new things (laughs) running around and to the point now today that we're like in an apartment and I just feel so guilty that you know she's not (laughs) just having this endless stimulation all the time even though I know she's happy to be out of the rain or you know curl up on the sofa but you know the the apartment's like oh man you were you know 
before is like you were in the desert and she's running around or, <laughs> you know, in Idaho in the snow and she's loving the snow. And yeah. every day, just like every day was an adventure for her. And I still have a little bit of guilt that I can't be walking her eight hours a day. Aww. But I think she's happy about it now. She's, she might be a she's eight years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. She's ready for retirement. Well, it sounds like you're a good dog dad. <laughs> yeah, try to be. Can you remind us when you started? Yeah, I started, um, it was April 2nd, 2015. It was the day before 15. my 26th birthday. Oh, yeah. that's a great birthday present to yourself yeah. to start a journey. That was it. Yeah, I wanted to start before I turned 26. So, yeah. <laughs> Were you still walking when COVID hit? Yeah, what was that like? I'm sure a lot of people are very curious. Yeah, I was in Azerbaijan when COVID, that's like a small little Central Asian country above Turkey, below Russia. And I was there planning on beginning uh, this kind of push up to Mongolia. And it's this very like tenuous part of the world to, to walk where you the timing has to be, uh, you have to do it in the summer because Kazakhstan, Mongolia obviously get way too cold even in early winter. So I was there in Azerbaijan early March, ready to like make this push up to Mongolia. And then he kind of heard like, oh, there's, you know, some countries are closing. And then I was up in the mountains in Azerbaijan and some guy, I remember saying that Baku, the capital, was like, Baku's closed. And I was like, what do you mean Baku's closed? <laughs> so no, I can get in or out, it's closed. And I was trying to make it to this ferry and at a certain point realized, oh, this is not going to happen. And so I got to Azerbaijan got to Baku, the capital, and thinking that, you know, oh, two weeks at all, you know, we do the lockdown, it's all over. Exactly. <laughs> and sure. then it was, I w ended up, there was literally no way out for uh, seven months. I mean, at least I could have gotten wow. uh, a flight out for myself. I think there was a couple options, but with Savannah, uh -huh. there was no way out until they resumed uh, some flights with Istanbul, and I was able to get on a flight. So I was in Azerbaijan for like six months, and then and, and then I went to Turkey and kind of walked more of Turkey uh, for about three months and then uh, then went up to Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan kind of. But yeah, with COVID, I wasn't able to get to Kazakhstan, Mongolia and Australia. Those are three countries that initially were on my route that I wasn't able to hit uh, because they were closed from COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, but such as life. I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, one day. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, all right, this has been six years. I'm not going to wait around two years for these countries to open. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I mean, you went to so many different countries. What were some of the best things you ate or some of the best, you know, experiences that you had? Something where it's like, you know, okay, I did this walk. I'm going back because I missed that food or I missed doing that one thing. Oh, that's good. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Turkey is probably my favorite country okay. in general. Uh, it's just like really warm people. It's a beautiful culture. There's a lot of history there. Um, as far as food, the Peruvian ceviche is just incredible, and you get a big bowl of ceviche for like five dollars. And there's I, there's nowhere else I've been that even comes close to how good that is. And so it's, it's like you have to go to Peru to to get it. We're taking notes uh, right now. Yeah, just right. I know where I'm going. Peruvian ceviche meeting. is where we're going <laughs> to Exactly. Go. I definitely had like fever dreams about croissants in France. <laughs> and when I first got into France, I remember like, the first four days, uh, get a croissant in the morning and just be like, ah, it's no big deal, you know, whatever. I don't see what the this hype is. And then I woke up. Like the fifth morning, I was like, I need a croissant. I have to get this. And every morning, I wake up and just 
haunting for where I was going <laughs> to get that croissant. Um, and then obviously the pasta in Italy is incredible. Um, the Georgia has really good food. Georgia has its own really um, unique, uh, yeah, unique and rich cuisine. It has a lot of walnuts in it. Um, actually, an interesting kind of food um, like tidbit. So I walked you know, Greece across northern Turkey and into Georgia and I kind of saw this evolution of uh, this pita pizza kind of thing okay. where uh, sort of it's a flatbread in, in, in uh, Greece and it's this very unique like oblong shape and then you see in Turkey they start putting mincemeat on it and then when you get over to eastern Turkey they put an egg on it oh, and then when you get oh, wow. into Georgia there's no there's no mincemeat it's just the egg and they close it so you kind of got to see this one food kind of uh change uh <laughs> along just like the geographic lines which was really cool oh that's neat. Uh, but yeah i mean good food everywhere for sure yeah uh, so one of our colleagues said that he when he was in college with you he remembers you saying i'm gonna walk around the world who is this? <laughs> this was uh, Luke Smith, one of our oh, one yeah. of our coworkers, oh, and yeah. he said that you know he could remember being in the Ogo basement and you saying, "I'm going to do that. I'm going to walk around the world." So, kind of, what was what was the inspiration for for you to walk around the world? Why did you decide to do this? So, I had a friend who died when I was 17. My friend Emery, and it was just a just a, you know a revelation or uh, an awakening that oh, like you can die, you are going to die, and it can happen at any moment, kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I thought about what I wanted, uh, what I valued and you know, what I wanted to make out of this like, brief time I have here. And so I came down, I wanted to travel, I wanted to be forced into adventure <laughs> and I wanted to understand the world. And then I discovered also I didn't have any money. So I was <laughs> like, how do I do this with no money? <laughs> and I discovered these guys who had walked around the world and that just like idea, that idea lodged itself into my head, like, and then nothing else did. And then it was eight years of you know coming here and saving and then paying off loans and uh, and then saving and and eventually beginning. What are you up to now, though? Like now that the walk's over. Uh, well, lately, I've been working on the TEDx talk and um, working on uh, the talks, building up that kind of career. Cool. Uh, so yeah, that's where um, make a living yeah. and then do the writing, kind of uh, in between. Nice. Between that, so. Yeah, take Sav out for an hour to walk every day. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big part of you know each day. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I mean it's just uh, yeah, it's just a transition, just transition into into something society. else. Yeah. Society, yeah, exactly. Do you have like 10, 15 years from now, mm. after this book is done, after maybe a second book is done, mm. after like five TED talks? Yeah, children's books. Yeah, yeah. what do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, a children's book about Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you see making, like, what are you going towards? Mm. Uh, well, I have another a very big idea that <laughs> I... You don't have to um, share. I, it will not. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what, this is the next big thing that nice. I'd like to do, but so that's there. Um, and then otherwise, I'm not really sure. I think probably uh, maybe in Philly or nice. maybe... Maybe Denmark. Denmark was nice. I could cool. go live in Denmark, ride my bike everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My goal is to just not have a car, ride my bike around, yeah. be able to go to the grocery store, walk in or on <laughs> my bike. Cool. Uh, that's pretty much the main goals. Yeah. 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 Oh, live, I get uh, that. live in some nice little community kind of thing. Yeah. I was living in Denver for a few years and oh, yeah. it was the thing. I, I had a car. I did not drive it. It was <laughs> so grocery nice. stores were walking distance. I biked everywhere and it's just, it's so 
enjoyable. It is, yeah. Just walk out and be like, oh, the world is mine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And this was a nice being about, like, on campus is campus life is great because you just, you know, you're walking everywhere, you're seeing people everywhere, you're interacting with people. Like, this is such a great life here. Like, you guys are so lucky. Yeah, sports you could go watch. Like, literally everything is Yeah, this is a great, this is a great side. I'll never leave if I was you guys. What, why are you living out in Seattle? Uh, that's where my girlfriend is. Okay. So she's finishing med school. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, now we're going to figure out uh, she's entering residency mm-hmm. in March. So it's just going to be like a lottery kind of where we end up. Yeah. So yeah, maybe fair. Cincinnati, maybe Philly, maybe Boston. We'll okay. see. Is she from out there? She's from Alaska. Oh, oh out wow. there. <laughs> yeah, she's from way out there, which we I visited in uh, November for Thanksgiving. Nice. Oh. Um, but, yeah, Seattle's nice. It's very green. Uh, I like Philly better though. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Got some grit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. People yeah. are a little different. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you were in Denver, so you probably uh, and I was in Philly before that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have the you have the gauge. Same, yeah, yeah same vibe. Yeah, yeah. Denver and the West Coast cities are a little, they're a little too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah. come come east for the real deal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you have a pretty big social media presence, just a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Did that? Did you have social media before the walk, or did it build over time? How did how did you navigate that? I did not have social media before. I had AIM in college, <laughs> which was great. Left <laughs> <laughs> my very personalized away messages, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so AIM was really the social media. I think I had Facebook briefly, uh, but now it's very counterintuitive to me it's very against my grain kind of thing uh so the the walk was the instagram uh of my walk was just kind of a a way to share the world i thought Uh, i had a fundraiser before i left and then i felt indebted to these people (laughs) they invested in me and i got to share the world uh so it came very naturally and uh I think it's good that I kind of don't like it because I have a, I feel a pretty healthy relationship with social media. I don't have to always be on it and mm-hmm. posting and yeah. you know, shilling myself out. There's a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. It's really hard to find it. That's, that's right. It's addicting. <laughs> Can be. Yes, yeah. very much. Uh, so, you know, coming out of, right out of college, you, you know, did this awesome dream that you were looking for. If you had any advice for young alumni, what would that be? Oh, uh, I would say just like give yourself time. I'd say that's the main thing. I think people expect to get somewhere very quickly and just for everything to happen for them right away. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of very smart people out there. There's a lot of people who work really hard. Also, things just take time. So, you know, if I think if you are trying to make something happen, you know, you have to take a longer view of things than just getting upset because it's not happening to you right away. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of, you know, seven years, that's that's a long time to commit to something, yet you did it, you're proud of it, we're all proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, fellow New Jersey and, you know, being a Moravian alum, that really is some awesome stuff. Giants fan now, um, so. I am a Giants fan, <laughs> yeah, so we have that going against us <laughs> right now. Um, but... We, you've had the chance to see some students on campus as well, and later tonight uh, you are going to be speaking in front of a bunch of students. Um, what advice would you have for them as, you know, going to Moravian? And, you know, what were some of the things that you got involved in right away? Or I know, obviously, Greek life was a big part for you, but maybe some things that you wish you had time to get involved with or kind of what's your advice for, you know, maybe a first-year student or a senior even who 
only has, geez, a couple more weeks left here know. on campus. Yeah, it's flying by. I would say, you know, do stuff. What, I mean, whatever <laughs> it is, whatever you're interested in. I think, uh, you know, make connections, meet people. I mean, for me, it was Greek life. That's what I connected with, but it's not for everyone. But I think, you know, college is a great space where there's all these connections happening and there's all these different projects. And I think you just should do something. You shouldn't be holed up and, uh, you know, entirely focused on your studies. I think that's important. But I think if anything that interests you, I think you should be pursuing, if only to build, you know, the personal relationships. And uh, because for me, that's kind of been the most lasting thing. Obviously, uh, you know, the education is important and the degree is important. But, you know, I wasn't like staying at my degrees apartment in Lima or <laughs> the degrees point. apartment in, in, uh, uh, you know, in Colombia. Uh, so while that's all very important, uh, I think, yeah, if you can just put yourself out there and, you know, get involved in whatever interests you, I think it's worthwhile. So we are really excited to start this new segment on the show. We're going to have a student segment. So our incredible uh, Houndcast intern Owen is going to come over and uh, ask a question. Um, hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, it's a pretty big goal to have, isn't it? Like to walk like around the world, like to pretty much like every place. Yeah, it's a big goal. Yeah, I'm the tenth person. Yeah. Like how <laughs> how do you stick to that kind of goal? Especially because, like, throughout your life, you think of goals like, I can't get there, or, oh, I really don't feel like doing that anymore. Like, how do you stick to that? Uh, so I'm, I'm giving a, a TEDx talk this Saturday kind of on just this thing, and so I've, I've thought about this uh, a lot. Uh, so I would, I'd say, like, one of the fundamental things, I think, that Anne-Marie taught me after she died uh, or from her death was just that you know, your time and your attention is limited and the world is very big and very complex and you can go a million different directions. And so I think the key is just understanding yourself and what you value and then being okay with deciding that that's what you're going to follow, you know? So uh, for me, it's, again, it was, I wanted to travel. I wanted to understand the world. I wanted to be forced in adventure and eventually I found like a solution to doing those things. I valued those things. And then the world walk was kind of an idea born of those things. And so I just constrained my life and said, this is what I'm going to do, even if it takes me eight years to make it happen. And, and then when you're out there and it's difficult and it's, there's times it's very difficult. Uh, there's no decision to be made because you already made the decision. You already know what you value and you go, well, what else could I be doing? I already, this is, this is what fills, you know, the things, my criteria, this is what, um, you know, satisfies me kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, I think it's really just not being afraid to just do something. You, you can't do everything, but you can do something. And so you just have to decide what that is and, and be satisfied with it. How do you think of, money like working towards that and like is your view of money any different after doing this uh i mean for the walk it was always as if i had enough money to do the walk then you know it was i had all the money i could ever need uh so that's the relation and now that the walk's over it's kind of the same thing where i have enough money to live and i can go out to eat every once in a while and then that's more than enough uh so i think it was the difficult part was 
you know, having the patience to just save money for years and work you know, these jobs to pay off the loans. And, uh, but it was always just, you know, a means to an end of just trying to get to where I wanted to be. Um, I think, you know, money in general is, it's just that it's like a means to an end. It's, it should be something to uh, enable what you want to do with your life. And if you don't know what you want out of your life, then money is not going to bring that to you. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like, what makes you happy? Do you have enough money to do that thing? Then you should be happy. I like what you said at a certain point, and I'm not going to quote this directly, um, that you can do something with not something with nothing. It was, Oh, you, you can't do everything, but you can do something. Thank you. Yeah. You know what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just a great way to think about life that you don't have to do it. But just do something, like do something that means something to you. Yeah, I think it's it's very it can be very overwhelming just because there are you can do everything and like with social media and with uh, just you can see all these different possibilities. I think especially when you're young, you can go. It's kind of overwhelming. You see all these different possible things you can do, and part of just doing something is like you know not being afraid to just fail over and over and over and over and over again. And in, in that thing, or, you know, not being good at it immediately or not being, you know, the most successful in it immediately, but Hey, look, this is the path you're on. And so you, you, you follow that path kind of thing and, mm-hmm. uh, and you make it work. And cause that's, I mean, that's where the good stuff is, is like once you get deep into it, when you are, you know, when you're early on in something, you're going to be, Oh, well, I, I should have, I could go do this other thing. And then you go over there and you go, Oh, well, I could go to this other thing. And so, well, cause you're not deep in anything. You have mm-hmm. to go get deeper and you have to screw up a lot and to, to understand. Well, that was all our questions, but is there anything that you're looking to share? Um, or maybe how can people stay in touch with you? Yeah. Um, it's the world walk on Instagram. Uh, still that I'll have a, a book coming out. At some point, maybe a year, maybe a little more than a year. So just keep an eye out for that, I guess. Good. Well, thank you so much for coming coming to campus and specifically coming onto the show. Yeah, it was a pleasure.